हेलो एवरीवन दिस इज कथक का चक्कर माय नेम इज प्रमित एंड दिस प्लेस इज डिजाइन टू बी अ सेंट्रल प्लेटफॉर्म टू ब्रिंग कॉन्वर्सेशन विद कथकर्स अक्रॉस द ग्लोब फॉलोइंग इज अ कॉन्वर्सेशन विद अदिति मंगलदास Aditi Di is a leading dancer and choreographer in the classical Indian dance form of Kathak. With extensive training under the leading gurus of Kathak, Shrimati Kumudini Lakhia and Pandit Birju Maharaj, Aditi Di is today recognized for her artistry, technique, eloquence and characteristic energy that marks every performance. Besides dancing and choreographing classical productions both solo and group She has broken new ground by using her knowledge and experience of Kathak as a springboard to evolve a contemporary dance vocabulary infused with the spirit of the classical. Considered a maverick in India, she has consistently broken ground unafraid to confront social and present day concerns. She also heads the Aditi Mangaldas Dance Company. the drishtikon dance foundation thanks a lot for coming on itd and before we get started i want to thank sangeeta ji for setting this up she did a great job with the logistics and gauri devakar ji for introducing me to sangeeta ji so i mean i'm really grateful for them um just to get started off with itd what would you say has been the highlight of your week yeah, well thank you so much pramit uh, for having me and sharing um a dance journey and thank you of course sangeeta and gauri to have made this possible uh this week has been really special for two reasons that a i was with some extremely dynamic thinking um and wonderful performers akash odedra gaurav bhatti ashish gangani who's a pakhavaj player and faraz ahmed who's um Uh, a singer at drishtikon and a vocalist but also kartika nair who's a who's a poet and author a producer uh, a dramaturg and who's doing the dramaturgy for this new production that akashanaya working on and uh, this was just a second rnd we'll be working i mean it should be premiered sometime in 2023 2024 it's a subject about um a taboo subject in fact and something that you don't usually see society is a little uncomfortable with it of um a love story between a mature older woman and a younger man yeah so the and um the trigger point was of course hiranja but that's just the trigger point what are the dynamics what's the desire where where does passion take you one has experience one has youth um and w- what was wonderful was the fabulous questions and queries that kartika started out the movement um exploration with i mean she said what is the fragrance of love what, and and how will you dance that what is what do you leave behind when the love finishes or what do you take back what is the time in these two individuals how does time move you know for an older mature person time has um time moves differently uh for a younger person time seems eternal and yet at that time of of that of meeting of love of desire of passion time gets suspended so how do you all these are thoughts but eventually uh it's a dance production so how do you share that and so that's why this week was really dynamic insightful um full of dancing we were dancing one day uh, we couldn't sleep so the three of us were at the studio midnight <laughs> and times things just happened um and yeah so that's how my week has been today i'm with you but otherwise i was uh it's fairly easy and this as soon as we finish i have a 
meeting with the fabulous photographer Nirvair Singh because we are shooting for my new work that I premiere in 2023 in at Sadler's Wells, but in 2022 in at the NCPA in Bombay in December. Mm. So we yeah. are doing a photo shoot for that. Mm. I guess. Um, and thanks for sharing what the work you've been doing and where you are. And I was going to ask you about the Jaipur Lit Festival, but before that, I think since you talked about, you know, the how the movement choice was being affected by the conversation, that's what I wanted to know next in the sense, like, I think one, in one of your interviews, you told me that, you know, storytelling, you know, the in, essentially you're kind of tell you want to tell a story and that affects what movements you pick. So I, I guess wanted to get, get your insights on that, if you have an example to share as well. Um, we are all storytellers. Um, we want to share stories. Now, stories change, right? Stories over centuries change. How we respond to them change. Our emotional input into these stories change. Our life's experiences um, trigger the route through which we may enter mythology. It's, it's not mythology if, let's consider just mythology. It's not written in stone. It's your and my life experiences that open different doors that we approach mythology with. Um, uh, it's, and, and at times we also, now put mythology aside, let's see, let's say current, how can art exist without, I don't think art can really great dance or art can exist in a vacuum. So we are responding to the pulse of the now. That story that we tell, I feel very much needs to have the breath of today. So let's, for, let's take, for example, I, um, during the pandemic, I did a piece, a solo called Lost in the Forest. Of course, it was shared eventually till now as a, as a film because, you know, we were not, it was still not open enough, but eventually I hope to share it live. Uh, now, why Lost in the Forest? Because we did use Bhartendu Harishchandra, who's a modern Hindi poet. We used um, different uh, genres of poetry. But it needed to, the, the anxiety of the pandemic, the isolation of the pa pandemic, the, the release of the pandemic, the being lost of the pandemic, uh, had to somehow seep into the work, which I don't mean saying, okay, I'm going to dance the pandemic. Do you understand? It has nothing to do with that. Uh, there is one, um, uh, Kuvar Narayan's poem, uh, it's so beautiful that Shubha Mudgalji um, introduced me to, and she sings it, and she's the music composer for Lost in the Forest. It's Navme Nadia. In the, the river is in the boat. And for me, the pandemic really, the sudden isolation, the sudden no touch, the sudden anxiety, the sudden closing in, the sudden um, immediate, it was like from one moment to the other. Life had turned upside down. Time for me had become amorphous. So it was about not the boat on the river, which is the usual normal that we knew, but the river in the boat. Now, when I danced it, I didn't have a river, I didn't have a boat. But what I did have is that the entire, um, the stage is covered with empty frames. There comes the question of your narratives. Because what happened to me in the pandemic was that the narrative, the stories of my life, my loved one's life, the, the stories of dance, were as though sucked away for that time. And when you, when you don't have a frame, 
which is on a wall because on a wall it has a reference to history a reference to geography a reference to your relationships but it's in the middle of nowhere so it's suspended in time and the frame is empty except yourself and how you are and time is so amorphous that at times you are moving through the frame out so into the past into the future i feel that's how i mean i find um building dance exciting and challenging and and fascinating is not to just translate something but to completely transform it and because it was the narrative was eventually going to be filmed it was not it was not a live performance right you see at one level there is the poetry the words then is the narrative of the music composition which through many discussions with shubha ji one one brought about what was the urgency in that piece what was the breath or the silences in that piece then comes the imagery where is no river no boat but there were extremes so the narrative has already transformed and of course then there is the dance i mean that's the first but then all this is built um around the dance and what is the dance which is a transformation of what that is so it was not necessarily that i'm constantly showing the river in the boat not at all in fact it was things that were happening to me things like navrasas that were surging through my body um in in a not a cohesive manner uh, or 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 there were no there was a boundary this was the home i could not get out of but my imagination was flowing out so i was moving in and out of frames so this this is where i feel about storytelling don't you know like when you pramit like when you read poetry hmm first there is the word but then there is an image and then there is the sound then there is a there is the sight of the poem and you can't lose track of that okay it's just the narrative not only the narrative the story but the sight the sound the smell the touch of the story hmm. yep i've never analyzed a poem like that and um yes the imagery of the river in a boat took me a second but i as you explained it i'm with you now um since you and since you're talking about the pandemic like when i had when i spoke to goyadi a few months ago we, she talked about you know going on the chekhov festival and how you know everyone's in a bio bubble and there's different precautions and that's a different thing and then there's the work you created during the pandemic and also like recently you, you know you were traveling for the jaipur literary festival so assume have to have been a different experience altogether and uh, yeah i just wanted to know what was it like performing there being there just want to know about how that went yeah it was um, a real real iconic performance um, not only because it was in this magical venue uh, or that it was for the jaipur literature festival sanjoy roy is, has been a dear friend for many years and for many years i've had the desire to just visit the festival but you know it used to all, usually be in january and i used to always be traveling there was we never the dates and but more importantly that it was uh, i was dancing in india for the first time after the pandemic so and the last time i performed in india was on the 7th of march uh, at orcha in 2020 and then within no time the lockdown happened the piece we performed was also uncharted seas so i in ended before the pandemic my um uh my uh, you know journey of dance in india with uncharted seas and it began with uncharted seas 
And Uncharted Seas is actually, it wasn't planned, it just somehow happened. It's about search. What is it that we are looking for? Um, when we go out and look at the distant stars, don't we ask ourselves at times, what is our existence? Who are we looking for? Is it a lover, a man, woman, any relationship, child, mother, brother? Is it truth? Is it beauty? Is it love? Is it freedom? Um, and whether it's all this or something else or some higher energy, what is our search as human beings all about? So for that matter, it was iconic. The, the settings, I don't know if you got to see any of the little short clips on, on um, social media, but the Amir fort was completely like resplendent in its ancient beauty, glory, the cultural history that it had always been alive with. So it was fascinating. And also to meet people of after a very long time uh, unmasked because we were outside uh, without anxiety. Um, and it was, it, it was special for me. Mm. Yes, I did get to see a picture of you, uh, Gauridi, and I think Rashmi Upal on stage, and I did get to see the backdrop and take some of that in. And I think since you're talking about traveling, and I'll, uh, that comes my next question, because I remember when I first opened your website, when the contact page has like seven emails, like if you want, if you're, if you want to contact someone in Russia, go to this person, Europe, this person, and that kind of got me thinking about you know building and cultivating international relationships, because you know uh, having people in the right places who can vouch for you, can set things up for you. In terms of building and nurturing those relationships, wanted to know how do you, how do you how did you go about that and how do you go about that? Well, initially, you know, as in India, we always travel out with our gurus. Uh, yeah, so it was of course with my guru, Shrimati um, Kumudini Lakya, and then Pandit Birju Maharajji, and I was really lucky that with both of them, I was for the uh, you know part of their performing repertory. And there were some magical and amazing and really exciting tours out of the country. But when I started doing my own work, the first, uh, uh, first, uh, the first institution that helped us was, of course, the um, uh, Indian Council for Cultural Relations. That is how these small little threads started moving out. Uh, I have to thank Sanjoy Roy of Teamwork Arts um, to opening other doors for us, not through just the government. Um, I have to thank um, Akram Khan, Akash Odedra, and uh, many people who um, around them who introduced us to different people in different parts of the world because they were already, um, already in another, you know, another space geographically. Uh, it's taken a long time and we are still building on that. But you know, Pramit, eventually I think you have to, um, it's, you have to learn constantly. And I think at some point one, whatever point it is, uh, you cannot be, um, you cannot uh, close your doors. Life is evolving. So you're, you have to have the strength of your own practice, your own immersion in the, in the Kathak um, tradition, your own um, riyas and no, no shortcuts. One thing, zero shortcuts, right? Nothing happens with shortcuts. I always say that I get pregnant um with my work i'm pregnant with it and like you are pregnant with your child you are constantly your everything is about your child right so 
you breathe for the child, you eat for the child, which is growing within you. Your concern is for the child. You exercise and you keep yourself healthy for that child, right? Similarly, I feel um, I get uh, I get pregnant with creative work that I'm involved in. Um, unfortunately, the what is it? The gestation period is not nine months. It's sometimes two months. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, but you have to be open um, to uh, people who you trust coming in, watching it, giving their honest feedback. I may be narrating something to you. Like, let's say I talk to you about that poem. You may listen to it from a different perspective and not, I don't need to sit down and write out the poem to you. My language is dance. If it's not reaching across to you, I have to ask myself, how am I going to work on that? Work on the movement of my body, my mind, my heart. So eventually it reaches out to you. See, I'm not interested ever in taking your hand and saying, this is the path I'm going down. And you have to follow me on this path of my dance journey or my aura production. I want to say a sentence and put a comma and leave the rest up to you. Now, obviously, Pramit, if you watch it from your experience or somebody who's sitting in, let's say, Meghalaya watches it with their experience or somebody steeped in contemporary dance watches it or if my Guruji watches it, they, they, they respond to it from their life experience, right? So I would rather leave that comma and let them write the next sentence, if, if at all they do. And, and for me, that's the, that's the thing. Sattvic is like lightning. You can't hold it. But can what you, you... What do you mean by holding Kathak? No, I, what I mean is the resonance. Okay. See, I, you come to, my, come to a performance and you yeah. see some 200 chakras and you say, wow, <laughs> at that point, it's very exciting mm -hmm. and, and you know, wow. But then you step out of the theater. Maybe you remember it for one week. Two months later, you say, yes, that dancer, wow, the chakras were like amazing. Years later, you, yes, they were amazing, right? But suppose the chakras, 200 chakras, were woven into something that arose in you, a storm of what you felt first love was, or what you felt when you saw your child, or what you felt when you were suddenly in the Himalayas and there was a storm, right? then I feel the resonance of that will remain for much, much longer. So for me, it's very important not to say up dekhe pachas chakkar, but it, for me, it's important to use that strength and vocabulary of Kathak, but immerse it in a immerse it in the narrative or the story of the work that I'm dancing. Hoping that something, it, it touches you at a place which is not only for its technical prowess, but at a point that will resonate with you for a much longer time. So, Storytelling is, is intrinsic to what, how we dance. But it doesn't mean storytelling is No, it can be that, but it's a lot more for me. Story through dance, through words, through movements, through the movement of your mind. 
through the texture of the light that is on you, through the shadows that you may create, through the resonance of the tabla or the voice of the singer. Everything has to have that story that is talking about the larger piece or the larger emotion you're trying to, to put forth. And therefore, I mean, for many years, I have stopped dancing. Um, what they call is the traditional way of dancing, Kathak. No, you know, I may ask you that how far in history do you go back? Yeah, because what is the traditional way of dancing Kathak? So is it what was danced in the courts? Because obviously in the courts, the demand of the time was that you enchant and enthrall the nobility. You do tell them that I'm now going to dance like a horse that is running or like the twink tinkling of a waterfall or, or please see Sade Panch Matra and Sade Che Matra, you know, because it's the sense of this extraordinaire that was needed, but you didn't need that in the temples. You didn't need that in, 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 in the quotas. So in the quotas, there was a different need. The intention was different. So how far in history? What is, what is, uh, I shouldn't be dancing. I'm, a, I'm female. Um, and I shouldn't be dancing Kathak because it wasn't danced by women till a very late time in history. Mm. Plus a lot of that history is revisionist anyway. So, so yeah. So the thing is that um, I don't like to dance that anymore. Ab ye dekhe. Ab I dance many classical solos, but the classical solos are are like uh, something that has strung together. There is, um, it isn't, um, and even if I do, I love doing padhant, I do padhant, but it's not ke ab ye dekhe. If that dha is important, that dha becomes the main, uh, if I have to say ki ye paran dekhe, iski dha ki position dekhe, I, I be, the dha, will then become the protagonist. Okay, lead to something else. Yeah. So the dha becomes the heroine or the hero of the work. Okay. That so if, if that makes any sense. It does actually, because uh, to circle back to original question, we're talking about like building international relationships. So you talked about yeah. multiple things here. So one was like the initial opportunities you were given with your guru and ICCR, and then the, the friendships that came out of it and then the third and fourth thing you talked about is you know being true to your art and then how your storytelling is one of the ways you do it is you keep it a bit open-ended and that way it resonates with a lot of people and that makes sense as to how it would resonate with a bigger audience as well that way i well i don't think it's about a bigger audience it's it's about I guess a more audience. diverse audience is what I meant. Yeah, but um, uh, I think going back to that question, it's about, I think um, there cannot be any shortcuts from it. And I think cannot, many of us become very um, complacent at a certain stature of dance in society, we become complacent. We lose, the, we lose our questioning. Uh, I feel on a, on a artistic level, it's very important. I'd rather be governed by doubt than by certainty because uh, doubt will always help me learn. Um, now on a practical level in terms of international work, there's a certain, I, 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 my dream is not always to be boxed into like dance from India. You know, dance is dance. And to be on, on a world stage with dance from Kenya or from China or from Mexico or from Australia, the best of dance in the world, rather than 
you know, festival that is dance for India. Because, yeah, and, and that's been, it's not something that we have, uh, I mean, it's a long process. We are on that journey. I'm really happy that uh, there are many people who are helping us, really amazing collaborators from different parts of the world or from India, um, who have a similar dream to put, um, uh, to put the dance that we do on, on a world stage with the best of dance in the world, not from India, Pakistan or wherever. Mm -hmm. Okay, that kind of, if that, so that drive kind of helps explain where you've been going with this as well. And since you talked about people, it would be a good time to talk about Rishtikon as well. And for context, like in terms of your like repertory members, I've had Gauri Devakar on the show, of course, and Minhas's episode comes out in a few weeks. So that's going to be interesting as well. Uh, but one thing I want to know, like, so say in Rishtikon, you kind, you're kind of leading and create, you know, you're, you're kind of leading every, uh, all the efforts and the vision, and you're one of the dancers as well. You know, you're a dancer with the dancers and you're telling, you know, kind of, kind of leading them on as well to where they want to go. So how does that dynamic work or how do you make it work? Well, right now, Drishtikon is in a very different space than it was two years before the pandemic. Um, it's practically right, really made very tiny and it's not what we used to be uh, three years ago. Um, after the summer, I'm going to rethink because right now the bo both the productions that I'm working on uh, are with collaborators in England uh, and my two musicians who are with me still in Drishtikon um, and myself uh, Forbidden is a solo and Duet is, is with Akash who's also British. So we are rethinking Drishtikon as to how the dynamics will be once the summer is over and if you feel that this opening out will be sustained and will be, we will be back on the stage again then we'll have to rethink. But how I can talk about how we worked before. So um, uh, it's, you know, I don't want to, I don't like to, it's, it's a bouquet, actually. Right. Uh, I like different ways of looking at dance. So I don't like, I, I, I the dancers that one, um, works with or one bites in after the audition is um, represent different fragrances, different color, of course, all Kathak dancers, but from different gurus. Um, and even if they are from the same guru, their own personality has a different bud that is being offered. So everybody, it's not a machine. It's a bouquet of different flowers. Um, and, and uh, it's um, me as a dancer. I enter the studio as a dancer first. And so always the Riyaz part is the beginning. Uh, unless, of course, there is some, you know, this is the usual practice. Uh, and at times, if we don't have um, any performance looming, um, or any creative period looming, then that continues through the day. But usually I enter the studio as a dancer. I, I dance, um, I sometimes go to the studio before anybody comes. So I have done my own riyaz. Then it's with the Guru's riyaz. And it's very interesting. There's a great um, energy. It's only after um, that is that if we have a creative period, we start the, uh, the, the I don the hot of, hat of the choreographer. But you know, these, these are not separate things, the artistic director, choreographer, dancer, they're always living within me. So while I'm doing Riyaz, sometimes uh, from nowhere, a, a choreographic thought enters. You know, these, not, they are not three separate rooms, just a large landscape. Um, and you're traversing that. Um, but I, I enter that landscape as a dancer first and foremost. 
till now that's how i've done um and then the choreographer uh, you know we work on the choreographic aspect it is tough as you say because i'm in and out constantly um later on we had opportunities of having um uh, a second body sometimes so i would ask the person who was not dancing as an eighth dancer to do my my solo and show me uh so i could actually sit so, out so second body is like what you would be doing in that piece the reflection of you in that okay pretty cool yeah. concept but we don't have the ideal situation of that it's not usually a female it's not usually my size but i the best we can do so to see the overall uh, choreographic aspect but i must confess that yes it is it is a it is um, a strain to be in and out um it is also as you know i dance classical kathak and then i also do contemporary work based on kathak so to traverse that also um and and one of the things i found a couple of years ago is that what we what we do this is a kathak trained body and so is all my so are all my dancers and all the musicians so we do this rigorous riyas um practice of of um various productions which are but what we do on a weekly basis that either we train twice a week for kalari with with a contemporary dancer uh sometimes we just have gym classes you know just strength training um it was for years we had yoga so what happens is that you find different um energy points in the body you find in this spine kathak spine a different way um of connection with another body a connection with the floor right when we had our contemporary classes i think for nearly 4 5 years twice a week. yeah so it uh and even kalari for uh, maybe 3 4 years and then it was stopped and then depending but as you say i don't do kalari i am not doing contemporary dance um, take a seed and you water it with kathak sensibility this is my very i 100 times said it so a kathak tree grows out of it and that kathak sensibility is not only what i am dancing or my students or my only my two gurus no the entire kathak world from whenever you want to see from whoever style if you find something inspirational that goes into that seed right if you see something beautiful it if you see a a, a bird taking flight it, it 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 has to affect you because you don't suddenly start flying like a bird i mean that's copying no i don't mean that let that feeling what happened when you looked did your eyes flutter did your heart flutter did your hands flutter and put that all into the seed right and then a tree grows up which is a kathaki but if you water that seed with different possible movement possibilities let's say contemporary dance let's say touch let's say the kalari kalari spine or the you know how you go low in kalari and how suddenly there is a difference in your in your gaze in your collection helps um it is such a um you are in either attack mode or you are in 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 you take in the form of different find different animals within you how how do you do that so let it you just don't go and dance kalari now of course i can't dance kalari. i mean dance kya uh, 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 practice kalari it it's getting absorbed in this body na and as it gets absorbed in the seed that's how we worked with our contemporary work so that all the dancers over a period of one year two years three years therefore it's for drishtikon it's very important that no one can of course people can come and just do the classical work after a while but uh, contemporary work based on kathak 
there has to be the the philosophy of drishtikon in within you yep and i guess within is also called back to one of your productions as well and uh, so i guess one thing i want to know is since you're getting say all these inputs already and well, i guess wanted to talk about like focus and distraction so you're getting all these inputs and you're absorbing it and you're learning and it's all these aren't discrete elements for you it's all seamless or you know flows into each other now one thing i wanted to know how how do you focus that into something specific like an idea or or a production in the end of the day because you have all these things so you i mean you don't want to get distracted you want to take what you can and do it so I, I guess one thing would be you have a vision and that vision would guide you towards that end goal but do you have any like insights or tips as to how to take all that not get distracted and still move towards a direction so to speak or how do you do that it's this is this has been asked quite often and i've always um i think the creative transformation um for me i don't know for other people doesn't happen unless the soil is fertile irrigated or fertile right uh, so if i'm working on a piece um let's say forbidden which is my solo which is about um why is the world scared of female sexual desire why is that female bodies and their sexual desires um and and anyone who has the courage to own these um, their own sexual desires judged sanctioned controlled and eventually punished right um and what happens is that you start observing reading uh, collecting in this box of ideas papers thoughts poetry music dance movements it's like collect 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 from whichever way chats images visions paintings museum mein ja ke chandrama ko dekhke jo bhi hai mythology se what did i grow up with what was the what was ahalya what happened what is agni pariksha what are the different people who have put in put in put in and at the same time go and just dance it dance what kuch nahi aaya gungru pehno seedha tatkar karo and little by little something opens out you know it's uh, you can't you can't pinpoint that that trigger but it will never happen i feel in my case if this soil is not fertile so let's take a concrete example uh, there was a piece called timeless that i danced in which um, it's just a question of time now how did the thought of timeless ar arise it's a very personal thing for me because i was at my father's um, well he passed away and we were we i was at the cremation in in on our land next to the river and uh, i was very very close to my father and when i was seeing that along the banks of the river on the other side there were um, lots of these weeds so when i was seeing through the hot air arising from his funeral pyre i saw the weeds move you know like this because of the hot air and but it was a still day so i said oh my god if time changes yeah with the change in texture of atmosphere if it can reverse i can see my dad laugh again so is time reversible I, 
it's not you know it's not as if at this time i was thinking of timeless and no i was just standing there and seeing these weeds move and i was saying oh my god can can i reverse time to meet him again this got implanted years later um in fact years before that he passed away i had gone to america with him and a friend of mine had given me this wonderful trilogy a book in which there are two lovers um who um there's a fabulous conversation because you open books and there's an envelope that you open and you take out the letter each letter has a particular handwriting a stamp so what happens the personality of these two lovers start getting revealed to you through what they write through their handwriting and through the stamp ki where were they placed in this world oh, okay so it's like related to time that way yeah so you see you, you you open these letters but eventually at the end of it you realize that they were in the same space in the same house but they never met each other and so i asked myself can time be parallel you know when you see a piece of paper a dot on a piece of paper only knows length and breadth but in three dimension it's length breadth and a third dimension and if you read uh, stephen hawkins which i re- read and it went over here the over brief history of time huh like a brief history of time that book yes oh yes. yeah that was a tough one i mean uh, two sentences i would understand and the rest went over my head but the 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 many dimensions and time being one so the thought entered is time parallel so see is time reversible i already talked is time parallel then when you are in this intense love time steam seems to stop it's as if the past and the future are in one okay so this is how the piece was built now i was sorry i was talking about specifics so now is time parallel how do you show time parallel um without speaking it and it remained in my head this piece i for years I and mean, in 2006 we started work on it and i suddenly thought of rhythm so i have these pakhavaj players who come in the center of the stage they sit one behind the other dancers are on two side so actually if you are my audience this is the pakhavaj players 1 2 3 4 they are down these are the two dancers and the rhythm that is created by the pakhavaj players becomes the intangible line in these two parallel universes so that's how the dan now that is in the scenography let's say time present and time past so in love so shubha mudgal had this amazing piece pia ki accord when you are in the embrace of your lover you forget time as past and present a uh, past and future uh, ceases to exist it's in that moment and how do i show in that moment and i said yes through my fingers and mudras so what happens in that is that the mudras break up and they start traveling towards each other and that then travel touches you see so it is that it's it's different mudras that just dissolve into fingers which from present and the past is meeting right so that becomes a physical movement of this the the circular the t- tendrils of time actually becoming the present that there is no past it's at this moment the touch so touch is at that moment at that time 
so i mean i can there are hundreds of examples but this came to me immediately because we were talking about it yesterday transformation happens um ahalya you know um oh yes within like um, you we use what is inside us um, within each of us is is um, a half embrace of of um, brutality and humanity ha huh? and if we don't see the mirror but how do we not see the mirror the mirror is there that but if we are constantly masked you don't see it it's there so the movement has mirrors but the eyes are shut because they are masked or you shut actually eyes so you dance or winter where i dance completely to with the back to the audience because in winter is a time of no in a way no identity where you're waiting for the spring to come up and so the face is removed from the from the audience so these are like this examples that come immediately to mind mm. okay understood and um, so from what i understand actually uh you have phases in like when you're kind of creating and there are phases when you're just taking things in and you may not know what will go to which but you're very open to just assimilating a lot of things and then seeing what happens with that and i guess i did be coming to my final topic on inspiration and background for this is you know i start this is like i would say my 88 or 89th episode so ever since i started you know i've been hearing people being inspired from you in different ways now whether that's like them wanting to continue their dance practice or being brave enough to explore different art forms so the experience the word inspiration does come up a lot and i'm sure you've heard that a lot as well i guess for my final question i think i wanted to know like first of all how do you feel about when people how do you feel about it when people say that you inspire them and does that make you move differently produce differently or like do differently anything in the world when you hear that or when you know that's kind of there um no that uh, you know uh i'm very grateful um if there has been if my dance has uh in some way impacted somebody somewhere in this world um because after all life is about um relationships of love in different forms hmm you have to think about that one yeah because relationships um uh one is born alone one dies alone but there is for me i don't really believe in a reincarnation i don't believe i don't believe in any organized religion i don't i feel that this is it and when this body is gone uh you survive in people's hearts and minds um so if somebody is inspired or somebody um I, i have in my dance has impacted somebody's life it it means a lot because there is a resonance which will um a small seed then which will grow into another you know another tree and 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 um so for me that is a rebirth let's say yeah uh one to um how practically uh, if it has had any impact i can only say practically one of the times when i took a practical decision um was when i was uh, uh nominated for the sangeet natak academy award for creative and experimental dance and not for kathak and i thought about it and i said no my dance i am a kathak dancer my students are kathak dancers my company has kathak dance i have learned only kathak but 
इफ यू आस्क मी द हायर आर यू अ कथक डांसर और ह्यूमन बींग नो आई एम अूमन बींग फर्स्ट आर यू अ कथक डांसर और अ डांसर नो आई एम अ डांसर फर्स्ट एंड सो इन दैट हायर आर dance was higher because i felt that if i needed to tell a story coming back to what you said of something that honestly i couldn't from everything that i knew along the broadest parameters of kathak then what do i say do, do i say no 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 ye mere creative ins- i have this creative instinct but i will not touch it because i cannot express it with full honesty in kathak or shall i find through this kathak body immerse let other influences immerse in it let me absorb it so another tree opens up so when they gave me that i said there is a generation of dancers who are questioning this right who are questioning what is kathak what does kathak mean to them what does kathak mean to me what is narration what is storytelling what is authentic what is the what is the history and geography of kathak um and i said no i will not one of the reasons is of course my personal belief of not accepting that award because i do believe that 80% of my work is within the in, within the broadest parameters of kathak you madam meneka to roshan kumari ji to kumud ji to my guru everybody's has pushed down the loop of right nobody was like the other so i i said that the powers that be for whatever reason are giving that stamp if you don't wear a dupatta you are not a karnataka if you don't conform to this line you are not kathak dancer if you if you go on the floor and ride because you have been uh, there is some major trauma you don't ride in kathak because you know most of our classical works the underlying emotion is shringar sometimes in kathak it becomes very difficult to honestly portray raw pain you know really raw anguish and sorrow now maybe for you it is you find a creative way of doing it maybe i can't okay it's my shortcoming right because i can't i'm not going to stop that i'm going to find different ways i don't call it kathak i say contemporary work based on that but if you stamp give me this stamp you are telling every generation to come that you think out of the box you find new tributaries in this in this um, huge river of kathak you question um you question you say that i don't i do not want to be like my gurus i have the greatest respect for them but i want to be like myself i can't be like my gurus so i don't believe in i i would rather be a terrible original than a great copy yeah so i feel that they the past that we were saying thump stamper it had always been that contemporary and i don't think they expected me to write give it back back because i i can't live with myself i don't accept that so that is a practical thing of you were talking about inspiration and i i do feel that i have a responsibility i have a responsibility that's why i don't have more than four students because i had a responsibility i respond to dance as a performer since i was 5 years old uh till at least till today kal kya kya hoga i don't know so first is aditi as a performer dancer then a choreographer okay and then comes the guru which that mo- all these four um 
dancers who have learned from me have been part of my repertory. They were with me and I was able to, they now have hundreds of students. You know, so um, I, I, um, I don't want to be stamped. I don't want any young dancer to think that because I have the, because she or he has the courage to say why. How does Dupatta, how can Kathakendra's gurus write to me that you don't wear a Dupatta? Men don't wear a Dupatta. Do they, do you wear a Dupatta on your head and cover your chest? Why? I mean, it's three, the one of the reasons given is that Dupatta adds three dimensionality. I haven't heard anything that's ridiculous. Three dimensionality is added to me by my body, my head, my emotions, my spine, not a piece of fabric. And men don't need three dimensionality. They are born with it. So why? I mean, and that's the thing about inspiration. That was a practical, only one I think I can think of right now. But the other thing is that, as I told you, for me, that is rebirth for me in whichever small way. If somebody is touched, because that's where uh, my life's work in a small little way will trigger another tree, hopefully. Hmm. Trigger another tree, hopefully, is a pretty cool quote. But yes, I I did, uh, I was for I did end up finding like I did read your letter because it's like online, and I think your tiny picture of like traditional, non-traditional, really rap, you know, puts in perspective. The dupatta itself has been very interesting because it's something that da like da dancers talk about now, and they, and then Kumi Ben came out with the costumes in the seventies. They're talking about it then, and you know, it's been kind of. But Kumi, I did my. Uh, sol first solo <laughs> at Kalke Kalakar, I think I was 15 or 16. Usme Dupatta nahi pehna tha. Aur, uh, Sitara ji was there, Mohanra Kalyan Purkar ji was there. The Kalke Kalakar was the award was given to me, whatever it's called. The, achha, the, achha. Haan, on the stage by my Guruji only made the whole, Kumi Ben only designed the whole thing. Yeah. Maharaji, uh, I have danced in so many pieces where there is no dupatta. So, what did I do? So, what did I do? Don't tell me. And if you dance, you don't have to I would love to. So, it was uh, love to uh, see. It would be interesting to see men. Actually, that's giving me a great idea of having everybody in a headscarf. Men and women. Yeah, I mean, why? It, it's it's a little bit um, misogynistic, even if women are thinking of it, because you are, it's about transgression. It's about that it's not decent if you don't mm -hmm. cover your head, yeah. if you don't cover your bust. No, it's, but where is that coming from? Yeah, I think they didn't expect me to. The gurus didn't expect that. I'm very, I'm very friendly with all of them. I don't hold any any grudges, but I do feel that I'm a student of Kathak, not the guru of Kathak. Mm. And hope that I have the courage uh, to always have my vulnerability with me yeah. which will help me to learn more to evolve more hopefully not make me a fossil either in body mein to kabhi na kabhi to band ho gai. Mm -hmm. not fossilized in my mind and my heart uh, well currently hopefully not in my body also and um, yeah and yeah i guess uh, that was all my questions we kind of went for everything i want to talk about uh just to recap i think we talked about the kind of work you're doing currently 
टू लाइक यू नो हाउ यू रन दृष्टिकोण एंड हाउ दैट्स चेंजिंग द रिलेशनशिप्स यू बिल्ड एंड हाउ यू काइंड ऑफ इनकॉपरेटेड आइडियाज टू इंस्पिरेशन एंड आई थिंक आई गेस दिस इज वन लाइक I'll definitely go back and listen to again and again. I think it's going to be one of those that you listen again and I'll learn another thing. Uh, so I I would really say thanks a lot for making time out of your schedule. It's been really great. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, thank you, Pramit. And do you you are a Kathak dancer? Uh yes. So that so I'm a beginner. So as you can imagine, that's all I need right now. So right now, so I learned with uh, Tanvir Alam. So he is based out of. Oh, he was i've he's gaurav's friend and uh, he was in one or two of the workshops also and he's sandhya ben student right yes sandhya ben desai yeah mm. sandhya ben and i go back a long way i mean she was much much my senior mm. uh, in kumi ben's class and um, she wrote to me about tanvi that he's very 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 good and you know really thinking dancer and yeah yes Great. so yeah i'm a couple of years in so i right now i do my that car has the couple of tokras i have that stick because i have some shoulder issues i do that for stretching so that's kind of my space nice and you said this is your 85th podcast oh let's see um need to check um because 77 this is my 88th wow yeah Uh-huh. Cool. Okay. Well, great, Pramit. Good luck if you come to India. Uh, sometime do drop in at in Drishtikon. Hopefully, it, it will. We have a studio right next door. So hopefully, if uh, you know the both these pieces are premiering in twenty three, twenty four, but there are other projects at the periphery right now. Uh. i also want to dance my new solo which is a kathak solo a lost in the forest um i already have thoughts of a new group work but i'm often monogamous and uh, and uh, and pregnant with one piece so <laughs> right now it's been the duet up till now but now from tomorrow it goes into forbidden and it's also forbidden territory so um as i mean female sexuality so um yeah there are lots of issues i have to face myself or lots of taboos that i have put on myself as a dancer and as a woman and as a human being which i have to face when i'm actually dancing it hmm But let's see understood No, thanks for sharing. That case, I'll get going. And yeah, best of luck with the next photo shoot and everything. Thanks a lot. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. Ciao. Bye.